Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast today. I am with Mark again. How's it going, Mark? As always, it's going great, Gail. Yeah, it's like, it's kind of a meme uh, at this point. Uh, someone needs to make an animated GIF of, how's it going, Mark? But today, we're not going to talk about memes. We're going to talk about the year in review, essentially. Something I think that we did last year that was appreciated by people. And I feel like people are interested in like what we do and maybe use it as a benchmark on like how the business model for authority side is doing. So I also think from our own perspective, like looking at things day to day, you kind of don't notice some big changes, but like going through even preparing for this, this show, uh, there was like some numbers in there that I was actually like quite positively surprised by. So yeah, (laughs) Yeah, because it's like when you're working on your site, you're always extinguishing fires. So you always see the problems. But like, if you look at the big pictures, usually things tend to look better for you rather than like day-to-day work so today we're just going to actually you know open the door behind some numbers behind the sites that you guys know about we have some other sites in our portfolio that we don't mention mostly just to protect them from people that might be like copying them maybe they're too young or something and we definitely consider adding more case studies to the pool too that we share with you guys but at the same time we also know that as soon as we share something it gets copied like crazy so we need to be quite careful because we take this stuff seriously. Like, Atari Hacker is nice, but like, I really, you know, it's like, we, I want to be a publisher before I want to be running Atari Hacker. And so, for that reason, we need to be quite careful about that. But I'm pretty sure that if the plans go to what we plan next year, which is 20% of chances, <laughs> then we'll probably have something else to share with you next year in terms of case studies. But today we're going to talk about the sites you know, so mostly about health ambition and authority hacker, and we'll mention the rest of the portfolio as a whole and see how things went and things we learned. And most importantly, things we're going to maybe probably change next year. And uh, yeah, how it's going to affect you as a listener of the podcast and a reader of the blog and how it's going to affect the authority site model as well. That is also the last podcast of the year. And if you want the show notes, you can find them on authorityhacker.com slash 2017 review altogether. And let's get started. So which one do you want to get started with, Mark? Well, since this is the Authority Hacker podcast, we might as well start with the Authority Hacker, I think. Yeah, it's I always feel bad talking about it. Here, you know? Yeah, let's go for it. Do you want to start or should I start? Let's go through the blog stuff first. Why don't we? All right. I mean, the blog was mostly two things this year. It's like we tried to focus on really nailing down the formats of two things rather than doing a million things. And I think that paid off in the sense that now producing content is a lot less involved on my end at least so in case you don't read the blog it's mostly written by Perrin now but we also have Lewis so Perrin mostly writes purely informational pieces investigative pieces etc we're working on a really cool one right now I don't know if it's going to come out but we're actually digging into you know there are sites that use people's processing power like their visitors processing power to mine bitcoins and that's how they they monetize their sites by the pirate bay Uh, yeah, and we're looking into that. There's apparently platforms that are being released and everything. And obviously, like we're looking into the legality of things, etc. But there will be a post about that topic uh, coming next year. So 
Whisper, we were like, okay, what's well, cool? Apart from a billion dollar, uh, we tried to find other things and we tried to essentially talk about it on the blog. Obviously, there's a little bit of interest in growing the traffic to Authority Hacker as well. So we do our cured research. I mean, we teach it. So there's a good reason why we try to do it. But at the same time, we always try to bring a unique spin to a piece of content and not just be a rehash of what you could Google uh, before. And we're not shy on running experiments and trying new things. And it's something we want to do even more next year is you know, dedicate even budgets to running experiments. I mean, we did it for like the content creation services and the link building services and a few others this year where we, I mean, we spent over a over thousand dollars on, on shitty link building services <laughs> just to be sure, like just to be close to the market, right? So yeah, we've, done, we've done some funny things, but overall, like the reception has been quite good. Obviously, it depends on the topic. Sometimes I feel like we went a little bit too overboard with the um, the keyword stuff. So, for example, there was one on like how to name your blog or something, which I feel like didn't necessarily match the audience and it wasn't as engaging. But we've been able to recalibrate from that and the last posts have been doing quite well with you guys. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. And we also look to do like non-keyword stuff. For example, the Bitcoin stuff is definitely not a keyword. Uh, it's, it's just interesting. And we think it's, it's something nobody talks about uh, that's getting big these days. And a lot of people care about cryptocurrencies and sites together. So the big learning about this year for the blog, though, for the informational content was that when we started the year, we were like, okay, we're publishing not frequently enough. And um, so what we're going to do is we're going to reduce the depth and the length of articles and try to publish more frequently. And, you know, I think that was together with like the predictions we made on like, you know, concise content is going to do better and so on. And really what happened is like, well, engagement decreased and the new pieces of content did not do as well as the other ones. So actually the first half of the year for the site is pretty flat in terms of SEO growth, actually. And we're like, I think in May or something, we had this big existential discussion with Sperrin. We're like, it's not working. What are we doing? It's over, etc. Like, you know, the kind of conversations that can happen when you talk to, you talk with me about things we do. And we decided to just swap gears and refocus on really extensive guides on very precise topics. So that's when we decided to do like the Amazon guide. We decided to refresh the blogger income one. We decided to like document all the monetization methods, like big ones, and also targeting big keywords. And that's also at the time at which we really got into doing a skyscraper link building with a health ambition. It was quite successful. So we're like, well, you know, if we take these big topics and go all in and like spend a month on a post, we can really make something nobody else has done. And so that's what we've been really seeing for the past five months, maybe. And that's been more successful, higher engagement, more links, more organic traffic. And uh, yeah, the, the, tra the organic traffic, basically all the organic traffic grows for this year on Atari Hacker is on the, I'm checking uh, analytics and HRS right now, and it's like literally from May, it starts ticking up and the first half of the year is just flat. So uh, as much as I thought that more concise content would do better, apparently you guys prefer longer content, but we have plans on, on bringing concise content in another form factor that we're going to talk about after that. And then the second part of what we produced this year was reviews, but like, you know, reviews, once again, going crazy and like buying all the tools, et cetera. Like we spent a lot of money on <laughs> buying all the keyword research tools and buying all the WordPress page builders, et cetera, even the, the not very nice ones like uh, Visual Composer and so on. But we really wanted to be honest. We feel like in this niche, 
everyone loves everything. It's like, they're like, everything's great. Click here to buy it. Here's my affiliate link, 30% commission or whatever. Yeah, um, I, can, I can see why as well. First of all, for the commission. And second of all, yeah. as soon as we say anything like remotely negative, like people just get like very, very yeah. defensive and like attack us as like the guy from SEM Rush did. Uh, oh, oh, God. Oh, <laughs> If you want some entertainment, go in the comment section of the SEM Rush review. It's it's just like get some popcorn and uh, and we'll see you there. But we basically, yeah. I mean, like we obviously don't take that stuff like very personally. But I can definitely see why. Like I felt like an like instinctive pressure on me to like not be quite so negative. Like I, I resisted that as much as possible. But yeah, I can. I I, How would I get you, it now. I understand it. How would you react if someone trashed at Yahaku Pro in a review? Yeah, I mean, well, I, 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 as I said, I completely get it now. Like, I think we have a great product. I also think that I am, have a better objective judge of quality on things than than, than most people. But that's what most people think. Yeah, though, so. yeah, exactly. That was that's what I was gonna say. So uh, yeah, probably makes sense. I tell you what, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't go attacking them or trying to insult them if they had genuine feedback and they seem to know yeah. what they're talking about. I would be very very keen on, uh, on on learning from them yeah i mean we've tried to do that so for example SEM rush we said they're not the best especially now that they're on the same price as hrefs just hrefs is playing better even like you know you put it do the same keyword in the keyword tool there's just more more queries the keyword difficulty is more accurate etc like these things are, are pretty tangible and, and hard to argue with but still like after that review i actually had calls with the marketing team to give them feedback on how they can improve the tool for example so like i'm I'm trying to be like kind of like encouraging people to improve their tools rather than yeah, saying uh, you're done, you know? And and yeah, I'm I'm offering that they email us every time they update something that they fix something that we pointed out and I asked Lewis to edit the review right away. And uh, you know, another takeaway which we got from that was when we've just been reviewing email tools recently and we actually got in touch with all of the tools like the marketing departments and said before we published it you know hey here's our review do you have any comments or, or feedback kind of like how actual newspapers do it when they you know yeah. they give people a chance to comment before they publish and that can potentially help us you know avoid any mistakes on our part should they occur as well we have made a mistake actually i mean it seems like we've made a mistake in the uh, testing the link building services so we said that one of them did not report the link and you know they contacted us and they were able to show the link and you know it was within hours of publishing so i don't know if they pulled some trick and and managed to get a link as soon as they saw the post or if it was real i'm just going to assume that we we made a mistake here and yeah we had to essentially correct things but like you can cause some damage that is not deserved by doing these yeah. things so i think definitely there's been a learning that we have a responsibility when we publish these things and and cross-checking with the providers etc is the minimum we can do and i think we've learned that we've like literally made like five mentions on the post and on the podcast that like we've made a mistake this didn't like you know this is not how it happened etc and now when you get on that post which actually ranks on page one for link building services it says we were wrong there's a big featured box etc so we try to correct these things as much as possible we're not sold out there's no company paying us anything else than affiliate commissions and if you look at the recommendations we make so for example on page builders like the two we use is like strive architect and elementor elementor is like most people just use the free version don't even pay for it but it's still the one we recommend over 
others that would pay us, like Beaver Builder, etc., because we believe it's better. So we make money for affiliate commissions when you click through. But like the thing is like, and, and I'm gonna get into revenue for for reviews right now. It's like revenue has been growing. It's it's growing nicely, but compared to the sales of things like Atari Hacker Pro and the Atari Site System on on the blog, it's completely dwarfed by that to the point that Atari Hacker doesn't need the affiliate commissions to, to continue. It's just like a nice extra passive income stream that I'm not gonna say no to. But it's like there's no pressure, and really there's no tool that can pressure us into into making them look better. And and yeah, it's not something that we're really interested in. Like we believe that the trust of the market in the long term is is more valuable than getting a couple thousand dollars from a tool company. Yep. So overall though, the reception's been pretty good and, and it's always something that I'm afraid of, of like, you know, being called a sellout when we promote we say this we think this one is better, etc. And obviously views can vary and we accept that and it's always in the comment section and we let you know, comments that are against our point of view through and try to discuss with them. But it's not been something that happened too much. I think people have been trusting what we've said so far because we've tried to give, you know, tangible arguments on why we think think things are better. So yeah, that's basically where reviews are. It's good. It's not great yet. I feel like we took the first half of the year to even figure out the format we wanted for these things. We're happy with it now. I think Lewis started in January last year. Yeah. So like, yeah, the first probably four or five months was literally like figuring out how do we do this thing the best the best way possible. Now we have a format. You see like our best stuff is always the same. And what we do is we publish a blog actually. So when we put, when you see one page on the blog, so we did the email marketing ones, for example, we actually don't just publish this page. We also publish any individual review of each tool that is in the roundup. So in that case, for the email one, there was seven reviews, individual reviews. So we have all these pages and, and they're all like way more in depth than the, the post. It's not just a rehash. So that's like eight pages to write and eight Atari Hacker pages to write is a lot of stuff to write and each of them has a video and so on. So you're talking like eight videos, eight blog posts and putting all of these together. So it's, it's quite a lot of work, of work. That's why we can't do that many. And we're not really trying to like, quote unquote, farm this and do this as fast as possible, but rather try to do something that once again, people haven't done. So for the, I tried to push for a unique test, a unique field test for each of them. So for example, the email one, we actually took the health ambition list and we split it in five and we tested the five biggest tools against each other to look at the open rates, click-through rate, deliverability, et cetera, which ones land in promotion types, which ones don't, and try to build unique stats that will be useful for people to make their inform their decision and to be honest it costs a lot of time and a lot of money if you can't like lose the salary and the tools we have to pay for etc but we feel like that's what makes these reviews as interesting as like a pure info blog post to read i like that's what i think makes it good otherwise it just sounds like a disguised advertising which is not what we want to serve you with these reviews it's more like your notary site owner what is going to help you make more money and tools are an integral part of that so that's the two things we've done on the blog. In terms of traffic, the site has basically doubled traffic over a year. So last in the last 30 days, we're recording this on December 7. There's been, and that's not a launch month, like launch months, we have more traffic, but there's been 76,000 monthly visit, uh, visits and 46,000 users. So 46,000 unique visitors, which is not that much. Like, you know, I know Neil Patel probably gets like five times that. So there's still a lot of room to grow. But we're very happy with the fact that a lot of people come back. Uh, the, the adherence is great. 
We can do a better job at collecting emails. It's something that we've kind of like let down, but we're going to be rebranding Atari Hacker next year for sure. So kind of want to wait for that to work on this. And the team has been working better, but I think we'll talk about that in like the more general stuff. But we also started doing link building. So we actually followed our advice until maybe until August this year. We had never done link building for Atari Hacker. I think I wrote two guest posts for it in my entire life and answered to a bunch of roundups, but that's it. So um, in January, there was 579 link domains, and today we're over 1,200. So we almost we more than doubled it since August, so like in less than six months. Yeah, so, and when, when we do link building, there's plenty of people who, who respond who actually know us and like some listen to the podcast. So if you're one of those people, thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah. So yeah, the link building has been doing great. And I think that's, that goes together with the swap of uh, content strategy as well. So like we start being able to do link building when we refocus on the big guides. So it's probably like a learning for next year. It's like, yeah, big guides is what works. There's going to be a lot more focus on updating them. We updated like three posts, I think, this year. But I think next year, half of parents' time is just going to be updating and making existing posts better and the other half creating new content. But yeah, it's otherwise this this is what probably the, the direction the blog is taking. And we're going to explore different content formats for different mediums, probably YouTube videos for like shorter content, etc. But we'll talk about this after. I'll let you talk about the podcast though, because I right. talked a lot. <laughs> my, like when I was going through this, I, like in my head, I had like a kind of, guess rough understanding of the podcast and i thought like maybe we did a little better than last year it didn't really feel like too much of a step up or anything but actually just looked at the numbers and from january 1st to 7th to january 1st to december 7th rather of 2017 versus the same date range 2016 we're up 62 percent in terms of listens or downloads or however you want to call it so that's pretty good. And I also counted that we've actually done 52 episodes this year, which is Yay. an average of actually a little bit more than one a week because we're recording this in early December. Yeah, I wouldn't say that that's actually, it doesn't feel like one a week because there was, we've done like two or three miniseries, which is like one episode every, <laughs> yeah, episode every day of the week kind of thing before some of our launches this year. But actually the one we did in New Year, the New Year starter series, we called it, was actually like some of our most successful episodes. So it's clearly, yeah. I think there's uh, that was able to tap into a, a, you know the New Year's resolution kind of market and like help people to actually like take action and, and stuff. So yeah, pretty happy now that I look at the numbers of of how that's going. I still think there's huge room for optimization and improvement. I mean, um, towards the end of this year, we've sort of listed out a number of things which we need to do to improve. One of them is, you know, the audio quality and just generally like leveling up our, our tech. So we're currently recording this on a tool called Zencaster, which, for example, allows us to record the source audio at each end. Whereas previously in some of the episodes you're hearing, you would hear, for example, me recording my source audio and then Gail would be like coming in over Skype. And that would, you know, obviously be lower quality. So uh, little things like that here and there were improving. There's a few sort of iTunes optimizations we still need to do. I think we're on the Hungarian yeah. iTunes. If I, if well, I we're, we're still like number five podcast in Hungary. Yeah, so, which, uh, <laughs> which is a huge honor. 
but not very useful. <laughs> yeah. So there's a bunch of other like podcast SEO type things or podcast optimization, iTunes SEO, whatever you want to call it, that we need to do. We've been playing around with kind of doing a bit more research on podcasts and kind of like preparing a bit more, which sounds kind of obvious, but actually rather than winging it 20 minutes before the show, as we used to do fairly often, we've started like really taking a bit more time and doing a bit more research. We've been using this uh, Ask Wonder company uh, a couple times. You can pay like a fixed fee and they'll do a bunch of research on this topic. That's what allowed us to like quote more resources in like the last podcast, for example, on the predictions. Like, you know, we're able to like quote articles by Ahrefs and Richards by SEMrush, et cetera. Like we're able to point people out to like more external resources that justify what we say rather than just saying it. Yep. So pretty happy actually with this definitely thanks for listening yeah uh, for sure thanks for listening guys i think what i like to do is kind of some kind of listener survey next year just to kind of like get more feedback from people about what they like what they dislike because it feels like there's not there's not really much in the way of interaction between the audience base and me certainly through the podcast medium at least I know, for example, in like YouTube, if you're there's the YouTube comments, which you know is a whole different discussion. That's, topic. Yeah, that's something but, else. Yeah. But we actually don't often have that many people uh, leaving comments on our show notes or or anything. So, well, we have the um, the reviews on iTunes. Like we have a lot, and everyone that's been reviewing us on iTunes has been hugely helpful for us to be one of the top podcasts in Hungary. So thanks for that. But. It's like there is a, there is some feedback in there, so you should definitely check that out. And also what we've done with Zencaster is we've been able to introduce amazing sound effects. So now when I make a shitty joke, you can do this kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's also a huge progress, I believe. Yeah, that's the future, clearly. So, I mean, next year, I plan on sort of continuing this, again, trying for at least one a week. We're even considering it more frequently and sort of breaking it up a little bit more, but it's still sort of undecided yet how we'll approach that. I feel also the interviews, like interviews are interesting. So there, there's two kinds of interviews and there's one that definitely did better than the other. There's the interviews of like online marketers, basically. And we've done a few and to be honest, they haven't done very well and I'm not a huge fan of them, to be frank. And then there's the interview of authority site owners, the people that you don't know about that just run an authority site and have like a cool story, but like, you know, they haven't been on like 26 podcasts and then don't have a book released next week, et cetera. And these ones are interesting. They're definitely harder to get because these people have no interest in sharing what's working for, for them with you. But I believe that if we could get a few of these at least next year, that would be a huge win actually. Yeah, and I was like, I actually learned a lot from. Uh, there was one in particular interview I did with this guy Nigel Moore, who's who's not really an online marketer at all, but we talked about standard operating processes, yeah. SOPs, and that's like really sort of changed my focus and you know getting stuff done done a lot. So, and for that, I actually like spent uh, four hours preparing for that interview. I listened to like two or three interviews he'd done previously and like shaped questions around that and did some of my own research on SOPs beforehand and stuff. So I was able to, I think, get a lot more out of that. And hopefully that translated to user engagement as well. So The legal one was really successful as well. So kind of like these side topics that are not exactly online marketing, but things that will be useful to anyone that owns an authority site. 
Yeah, yeah, um, exactly. It's yeah. is good. We actually get, there's a company that pitches us all these guests. And for every one that I think we'll have accepted like two of their guests or something, uh, for every one that, that gets through, there's about 50 that I have to say no to because they're just like, yeah. you know, uninteresting or, you know, don't really, uh, you know, don't really have much of value to add. Yeah, once again, we don't intend to sell out here. I don't think there's ever going to be ads on this podcast, to be frank, sponsors or anything. Although, you know, never say never, but it's once again, like trying to connect and like give real feedback from the trenches from people who actually do that stuff. And the trust is more important than the money we may make there. And I think what allows us to do that, like both for the reviews and for the podcast, et cetera, is the fact that actually the training courses are doing pretty well. So I think it's a good time to transition to that. Yeah, I mean, like without a doubt, it's our single biggest source of income, not just on Authority Hacker, but from our business as a whole, like the uh, the Authority Hacker info products. So that's Authority Hacker Pro and the Authority Site System, which is a, our a beginner's course, which we launched a year ago. In January. In, in, uh, yeah, 7th of January this year, actually. So, yeah, I mean, that's been last September. So 2016 was our first like big launch, our first like six figure or multiple six figure launch. And fortunately, we've been able to repeat that a few times this year. If you listen to our podcast a couple months ago about the uh, the September launch, or was it October? September, I forget. We did a sort of review podcast of it, and it was one of these things where just everything that could go wrong, like did go wrong. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Like webinar emails not going out, you know, sales pages breaking, problems with the affiliate program. Just like it was just an endless stream of of little stuff. It's been stressful, yeah. up to become like a major headache. But you know, at the end of the day, it still worked out relatively well for us. So we're, we're and for that, I want to thank everyone that, that stuck with us despite any technical problem they might have encountered when you know it's trying to get our courses because that must have happened to a few people listening. Yeah, like there's there's one in the last. So we did like a Black Friday sale for the Authority Site System, which is our beginner's course. So during that, we actually accidentally put live an upsell page, which didn't have a no thanks button on it. <laughs> so people were obviously like quite annoyed that, you know, they and probably I understand. I agree. to do that. But, you know, rest assured that that absolutely was not intentional. But I mean, this is the kind of example of, of things which it's hard when you reach this sort of level of growth to kind of be able to like keep your eye on absolutely everything. And, you know, one of the challenges yeah. for us this year just in general has been kind of growing pain keeping uh, and, uh, and, and keeping everything, you know, held together, which uh, we'll talk a little bit more about when we discuss I think that's the last business month, yeah. in general. Yeah. But yeah, super happy with uh, how the, the the products have been going. It's interesting, like kind of where the products are positioned because it's quite unusual. Lots of people normally have in their funnels a sort of like introductory offer, and then you know gradually like sell higher ticket items. We just have two high ticket items at the moment, so yeah, it's a little bit different. But it's actually worked out re- reasonably well. We've just early like a few months ago started doing paid traffic during our launches. And the the high ticket price has actually enabled us to to scale these quite nicely, actually. So that is one benefit of of having a sort of high cart value there. Yeah, I mean, what I'm happy about as well is not just like the sales we made, but the people that have been using it and the results. Like we see more and more people making job quitting money 
or even people making like you know high five figures etc or selling their sites for six figures like we see these kind of stories like all the time on the Atari Hacker Pro Group and Atari Site System or people making their first, like, you know, I talked to two people yesterday because I do these calls with uh, members as well regularly and like getting, never have built a site before, now making five, six hundred dollars per month by following the Atari Site System, etc. So what makes me happy is like, I would hate taking people's money for something that's like not working. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but like, I'm happy because, I mean, first of all, when we talk about the links we build to Atari Hacker and all the tactics, etc., these tactics are already documented in HPro and TAS and so on. So they've been working for us, but like sometimes, you know, things can work for you, but not for others. But like, yeah, I think now we're at the point where there's probably like hundreds of people that have been affected positively, but but what we've done and have really made like a big change to the point where like they don't need a nine to five job, etc. Yeah, it makes me happy. I mean, we used Robert Bartha's story recently because this one was quite good, to be honest. It's it's better than average. I mean, but it's, to be uh, honest with you, if I was going to make up a story, I don't think it would be as good as, as his. And, you know, his is obviously yeah. a real one. It's quite quite crazy just how successful yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been. I mean, I talk to him on uh, on Facebook like once in a while and so on. And But I talk to a lot of members that don't necessarily want the spotlight as well, mm-hmm. but but do similarly well. It's just like Robert was cool enough to actually be okay with sharing the story. And that's the thing. It's like people want to protect what they've built and it's like it's life-changing for them. And so they're quite careful with like putting the story out there. So for every story you hear from us, there's another 12 stories that you don't hear about that I may know about, but I'm not allowed to share and I will not share with respect these people's businesses and so on. But like, yeah, Robert in nine months went from nothing, never building a site to 8,000 eight thousand five hundred and twelve dollars or something like that. it's really good from um, from our perspective as well you know like we spent a lot of time creating those courses and to see like to get this like real genuine actual like big hitting success that the people are having uh, and to be told about that it like definitely is encouraging and motivating to keep doing this and 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 go even further with it uh next year as well so yeah it also makes the group like really good because now it's like i thought hacker pro is like two and a half years old or something so um, several people have like started from nothing but now make like a good amount like good five figures a month etc it makes the group like full of people making quite a bit of money and as a result like you join that group and there's like all these people that have all this experience with the course material growing size that way, et cetera, that can, you know, they have their unique spin on thing and they're equally as good as ours when they've been doing it for this long. And it really adds a ton of value from the community. So overall, like, it's like, it's good for new members. It's good for older members because they get to hang out, you know, long term together. And like a lot of them now, I'm like friends with them on Facebook and chatting with them and like trading tips and so yeah, on. Yeah, it's like a proper community. It's not just us teaching a bunch of things, you know? Yeah, exactly. And then we're like, yeah. So overall, like, happy to be making money, but happy that it's not snake oil. And like, I, I hate that in this industry. And once again, it's one of these things where we definitely want to even like level up things more next year. So we're probably going to talk about this in a second. But uh, yeah, we, we definitely want to take this to the next level. It's like a proof of concept and we think we can go even further. So quite excited for that. All right. So I guess people want to know how much money we made, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't do income reports. We're not like no. sharing revenue for various reasons. Just first and foremost, it's a lot of hassle to actually pull stuff together and, you know, things change and you forget to count something and people call you out and that sort of stuff. 
But yeah. other than that, I just don't want to. I'm not the kind of person that likes talking about money too much. So, yeah. I feel like it it brings the wrong kind of people mm-hmm. as well. Like, I'm not going to quote it, but like there was a pretty popular case study like a year and a half ago. Where the, I mean, I'm going to say it. It was Neil Patel. And he did that site, that nutrition site. And he was like, I'm going to prove we can make 100K per month from a blog. And, you know, eventually he made 100K, but I think he spent like 91K to make this 100K or something. You know what I mean? Like the profit margins were like not that high just so that he could make that point. And I feel like a lot of these like income report type stuff, like completely ignore things like profit margins, tax rates and like the real business stuff. And attracts people that are just interested in like high revenue numbers. I mean, when we had an agency, we had like sometimes six figure months where we made less than five figures, sometimes low four figures. So like it in profit. So really like throwing big flashy numbers at people's face is just plain bragging. Unless you just give like after tax profit, that's the only thing I think is interesting. Yep. So, but like, can you give an idea at least to people? Or like, Our revenue how, how doubled in 2000. It was twice in 2017 what it was in 2016. So, yeah, it was yeah. generally a good thing. But we also have more costs, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we grew our uh, our team fairly significantly this year. We've also, um, as you said, we're spending a lot more on kind of like just general costs, like tools and testing stuff yeah. and and buying links is yeah yeah exactly <laughs> face buying links not for our sites google if you're listening don't penalize us it was just to to test on like a random url yeah and, and like uh facebook ads you know I, yes okay you know it brings with it sales but it also you know it's it's a significant cost now as well so yes it's the revenues doubled but there are also more costs too so yeah another thing i wanted to talk about is communicating with the audience so it's definitely changed a lot this year. So, you know, last year it was like we were doing okay. Like Authority Hacker was starting to get known a little bit. But, you know, if someone emailed me, it was definitely possible for me to email them back. This year, it's difficult. <laughs> My email is an absolute mess of people with plenty of good intentions and like cool ideas and feedback, etc. But there's a lot, like quite a few per day. On top of that, we have the comments on Authority Hacker with something like 400 pending comments at this point that haven't been processed by anyone. There is no process. There is nothing. So we need to, like, it's like one-on-one communication. We need to be selective. Otherwise, we would do nothing else in our day, which would be not fun. And, you know, for members, for customers, we actually have joining the customer support. So if you have an issue there that's handled and it's not like we can't talk to you, but like uh, more like reaching me personally, I don't know how it's been for you, but reaching me, it's like, it's going to be complicated next year. I can tell already, like looking at the curve of the growth, etc. like I'm going to have like, and it, it pains me to say, but I'm going to have to ignore a lot of messages just because otherwise I can't progress and I can't figure stuff out to actually talk about here and like on the blog and so on. So, and on H Pro. So, yeah. For all these, I, I think, yeah. I mean, we haven't discussed this, this is in the notes, but I, I, I think there's like something, there's some like job in here that's maybe yeah. going to be created, some kind of like community management or something like that. Maybe not yet, but a certain point it will reach that, that point where it's necessary. I also think that like I need to get into social media properly. So it's like one too many communication, you know? So like I receive an email of someone asking a question and like 
make a Instagram story or whatever answering that question so everyone can see and then I don't get to receive that question again for a while or something you know yeah it would uh, um, it would also give you a chance to uh, to utilize your three hundred dollar selfie stick as well and my shaver as well <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about this. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the 2018 plans. So for the blog, I kind of outlined, uh, outlined it like, for what parent does, most likely it's going to be updating all the content. So for example, I'm looking at like the pop-up article and the content upgrade articles. There's a lot of things we do differently at this point and they need to be updated and they used to rank on Google. I don't know if they do right now, to be honest. But that kind of stuff needs to be updated and will be updated. 50% of our writing resources are probably going to go into that. And then the other half is going to be going into producing big guys, basically. that's We've been testing a bunch of content formats this year. Big guys have been what's been working from a stats point of view and engagement and so on. So that's what we're going to do, essentially. And the reviews are also going to keep rolling, being rolled out. Like, we really figured out the format this year. So it's like... All individual reviews plus the roundup review to the best email tool, the best WordPress page builder, etc., all are rolled out basically on the same day. So when we release one of that, those, you have like a massive amount of reading, but it makes sense because they all link to each other and mention each other and so on. So the blog's mostly going to be that. And I'm going to actually talk about the YouTube stuff as well. So one thing we want to do to add next year on top of everything we're doing is video posts and YouTube. So I used to do that at the really beginning of uh, Atari Hacker, where I used to, like, I called it Tutorial Sunday. If you go back in the in the log of the blog, you'll, you'll find some of these. And it was essentially like a, a little five-minute video where I would show, like, a little trick that I have. Like, one of them was, like, how to do A-B testing in Google Analytics without paying for an expensive A-B testing tool. Well, I want to bring that back because I feel like the big guys are great, but they don't necessarily dive into the little tips and tricks as much as I'd like to. And, and that was definitely part of the Atari Hacker branding when we started. And I want to bring this back. So between these big guys we published, the goal is going to be to publish at least one YouTube video per week. It can be like a three minutes, five minutes video. Once again, showing a little trick, little hack, or just pointing out that something you can probably do better for your site. So very, very practical, but not necessarily looking at the big picture as much as we do in the blog post, but rather focusing on the, a tiny little thing you can improve. So that's, I want to bring YouTube back next year and I want to do that. So that's probably going to make the blog feed feel a little bit different and not every page is going to be 15,000 words. Yeah, so... You want to talk about the podcast? Yeah, so in terms of podcasts, really it's, it's quite simple. It's quantity and quality. So we want to actually do at least one per week next year but like actually stick to our proper schedule of like monday 2 p.m european time which we have been actually publishing like at the right time recently we we spent a lot of time like documenting and standardizing our publishing process so it should help that now it's down to to me and you gail to actually like record on time and plan things (laughs) so i was late i'm sorry wake up in time and you know so no but it's kind of down to us to to i think get a little bit ahead of it in terms of planning out you know we we've got the a bit of an ideas flow and a calendar sort of set up now so we can we start getting ahead of this and it's just continuing to do that more next year and as i said leveling up the quality that's both research and planning so we come more prepared we have better topics we have cool resources background info extra info to share and also the audio quality and just the general 
publishing quality, editing, that kind of stuff too. So yeah. Yeah, there's one thing that is not in the notes that I'm looking at now and that we definitely are doing next year. It's rebranding Authority Hacker. Yep. So like we are in the process of doing that for our submission. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But it's about time we stop using the stock focus blog and the stock fonts that come with it, etc. So we've been experimenting quite a bit with branding, but we're going to be basically redoing the whole site and it's going to feel most likely a lot more professional than it has been. And you'll be able to use uh, it on your you... mobile device as well. Well, I've actually like completely broken the theme. So it's, it's kind of readable on mobile now. It's not as bad as it used to be, but I'm sure there's plenty of glitches here and there. So anyway, we are going to be rebuilding the site from scratch most likely and essentially taking it to the next level. It's about time we do that. That site is quite successful. So, it, you know, we should give a better experience to people who come here and not make it look like it was just a blog that was started last month, etc. So yeah, there is a big rebranding exercise that's coming. And you know what? There's a tiny chance that we might not even use this character anymore. Uh, I'm not sure yet. So we'll see. But I, I, I want to see your big... face on the front page, Gail. I think that's what's That's probably pick. not happening. <laughs> like It's like I hate the, the guru stuff. So yeah, you, you just listen to my voice. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. I'll, I'll make an effort. That's why I've been going to the gym for like a year and a half now. <laughs> so just to be on the, the front page and not look yeah. flat. So yeah. Anyway, there's also updates coming for Atari Hacker Pro and the Atari Site System. Once again, we are going to be rebuilding the entire member area. We don't like we believe the content is good, but we believe the navigation can be better. And so as a and we want to also to make it feel like a continuation of the blog. So as we rebrand the site. We will rebrand the member area so that it, the feel matches and it, it feels like a proper experience, not just for the content. And at the same time, what we'll do is we'll probably re-edit most of the older blueprints and reshoot most of the videos to update some stuff. Most of the stuff still applies, obviously, but there may be like an extra little hack here that you can add or something that we think can improve things a bit and in that case we'll just reshoot them we've been already updating a bunch of stuff actually but i want to figure out like you know proper video intros as well and outros and like leveling the sound etc so i actually believe most videos are going to be re-edited as well mm -hmm. so yeah and i guess as we grow that we're also we already started actually we're getting into paid traffic more to develop atari hacker which should help us get more rich yeah so more people joining the party, more people listening to the podcast, etc., which should be cool. Anything else on Atari Hacker? Yeah, this is very much sort of undecided at the moment, but we, we discussed earlier this year that mainly you, but possibly myself and maybe Perrin too, would, be, would try and do some more kind of like live speaking, like going to conferences and presenting different things. So, because, you know, we get invited to quite a few of these as, as it is, but and we, go to uh, none we of them. hardly go to any of them. And yeah, I mean, as a general branding exercise, but also just to like meet more people. And I went to a conference a couple of years ago and without like the, the ROI from meeting people in the same industry face-to-face -face versus the clubs. You mean like real going. humans face-to-face? -face? Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. scary, I know. But it, it's just, it was really, really good. And, you know, it's great to meet people. I met some authority hacker customers there too. So it was great. So we want to do more of that. And possibly, again, nothing decided yet, but possibly even host our own one. It's not going to be a big 
I think we'd start with a small yeah, one. Think of it more uh, of like an authority hacker mastermind type live event. I'll get together, yeah. you know, like like one like, day of like a venue where we talk a bit, and then the rest of like like one week of social events. Uh, let, I mean, let's see, let's see. Something like we, it's very much a kind of undecided thing, but for a couple of years now. If that happens, when and where? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. If we decide, it's gonna. We'll let you guys know. Um, you know, early next year. Okay. I mean, if it happens, probably in Budapest, though. I Most believe, likely, yeah. yeah. Okay, let's talk about health ambition a bit, because Autoyaka is cool, but you know what's cool? A billion dollars. <laughs> so, so, so what happened no. with health ambition? Um, so health ambition has been an interesting one, because we've hardly worked in it at all this year. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that to, to brag or anything, but it's rather that we made a conscious decision that we would focus, like, all of our energy or most of our energy on authority hacker the not most i would say 80 percent. yeah yeah I, I, I think that's fair but you know compared to how it was the split you know a couple years ago and what we we're doing it's, it's definitely yeah, shifted yeah. a lot more towards authority hacker so to that end but revenue is up though right like despite all of that we're doing quite well oh for sure i mean uh, j- just to sort of explain the like what we've actually done this year for our health ambition it's kind of like we, for the most part we've kind of left it to sort of tick along we'd set up like content teams who would create content publish the content and we this year actually spent quite a bit of time on the link building process and scaling that and that's worked out really really well actually but in general aside from that and gail doing a bunch of keyword research and also fighting fires whenever something like really broke like when we had the amazon we did a podcast about this, but when Amazon did an audit of us and we had to, to fix a bunch of stuff, you know, that obviously took up quite a bit of our time. But throughout the year, just in general, aside from these things, it's been fairly hands off, I would say. And that being said, traffic is up 45% year on year, which is, you know, for a site our size is is very significant, is very good to see. Yeah, it's hundreds of thousands of... And that's despite the fact that we haven't published anything since July. We have hundreds of articles queued up, ready to be How many do we have? I don't know. It's several hundred now. I think it's like 500 something. something. like that, yeah. Like, if you add the different clusters we planned, et cetera, like some of these were planned for other sites, but will not in the end, et cetera. Like, yeah, easily. Certainly certainly an interesting one. Throughout the year, we added uh, 2,000 linking root domains. Not all of them we produced manually, but a lot of them we did which is, again, really, really good, especially because the site was already quite big at the start of the year. Day-to-day, it's, it often feels like it's not really making too much of a difference. But again, when you take the year-end look at how it's gone, both in terms of traffic and for more specifically, something like the Amazon revenue, we do quite a lot of reviews and like best X or Y type content on health ambition. And last year, you know, it started to do quite well. But this year, it's like really grown a lot. And that's despite the fact that there was a big, Amazon commission decrease and it was the start of March or April I forget yeah yeah it took us like two one or two months to get back and then it was yeah and we're, we're and then we grew again. yeah yeah so you know had that not been the case it would have been you know even higher quite happy with how that's going along you know again relatively passive from our perspective but we've also been noticing that quite a few things have started to break on the site you know, both with our, our product funnels, a lot of the formatting was really, really bad. And for a site which has 80 odd percent of its traffic on mobile, none of our pages are like <laughs> none of our pages are optimized for mobile. So 
I can only imagine what kind of opportunities we're missing out on from that. And they're optimized for 13 inch screen mobiles. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I mean, we've known this for a while. It's not as if we're oblivious to the fact that there's this many mistakes such as this. There's a bunch of broken links. Some of the affiliate links are even broken. It's not as if oh, yeah. we're oblivious to this. Again, it's just we have been really hard focused on Authority Hacker. But from July, August, we decided that we really needed to step up our game a bit. That's when we stopped publishing content the old way. We've now hired a new designer and a new person to help publish content. And we're currently in the process of completely redesigning the site. It's going to be a brand new WordPress install. I'm going to port all the old content over and reformat, re-edit every article. It's not even redesign, it's redo the site. We are starting from a a fresh WordPress install. Yeah, so that's a big exercise. Even just to get back to the new site with all the current articles on it is going to take months. You know, with the content we have in Google Drive as well, it's something like 1,500 articles to be Yeah. So uh, fun times ahead, but I definitely think it's going to be worthwhile. I mean, just looking through some of the things when we're making processes for porting the content, you know, there's so many opportunities we've we identified there. So uh, if you're one of the health ambition copycats, listen up, we're coming for you. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Well, it's one of the things as well. It's like health ambition, you could copy it in like two hours, the way it looks, etc. The new site, I think, is I don't think everyone's going to be able to copy. Like we're working on design right now, and like you know, we actually have a proper professional designer. We're hiring a front-end developer. Uh, we're not just making it like stock thrive type thing. So yeah, it's building barriers to entry as well, which allows us to share more in the end on the podcast because it's when it's harder to copy. Yep. Like we know there's going to be less copycats, so we are able to open up more. So it's a theme that you will find in what we do next year. It's like making more custom stuff that's harder to copy. Yeah, just generally leveling up our kind of competency <laughs> yeah. as online publishers, I guess. And we're also planning to completely redo the products and the product funnels on health ambition as well, taking some of the learnings we've had from Authority Hacker and creating products there and applying that to the, the health space as well. So that, that'll be an yeah. interesting one as well. There's a lot of like tiny things as well, like re-optimizing images, like page load speed will be much faster. Like a lot of like small things will add up. I think that's like we need that to hit the one million users per month on health ambition. Yep. Like we will be able to reach it, but we absolutely needed that. We have the link building on point. We have the content creation on point. It's just a matter of having it's the like the finesse, site. yeah, yeah, and and we will get there. Like I really want to get that site to. I would like to get that site to six figures a month one day, actually. Like, that would be yep. nice. Of, so of net profit after needed. tax, you mean? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, I'm going to spend 91K to yeah. get there. Don't worry. <laughs> so, yeah, that's basically it for health ambition. It's a big overhaul. And I think this overhaul is also the first overhaul of, of basically most of our sites. Yep. Now that we are going to have a team that can do front-end, that can do design, that can do all of that. The next one will be Atari Hacker after Health Ambition. So you will probably see that next year too. Probably like second quarter, I would say. And, <laughs> I think uh, it would be, be later, but yeah. <laughs> we want to level up and build real brands, but that's what we're going to talk about after. Do you want to talk about the other sites and the portfolio in general? Yeah, so at the end of last year, we kind of had the plan to start four or five new sites this year. And we have successfully and properly started one. 
Yeah, so hats off to us there. The reasons for that are, I guess when we had the plan on doing it, it was kind of like, okay, let's get minimum viable product type sites. Just have like bare bones kind of themes and get content and links going. It turns out we can do that. Yeah, I mean, we can do that, but it just seems that certainly the niche we, we chose to start with, it seems that in order to you really need to like put a bit more effort into it to like be ahead of the competition and starting with a new site as well you know you're essentially playing catch up so we really spent a lot of time like making what i think are like really really good uh publishing uh, like editorial processes we have a really good team in process team in place rather for that you know we wrote a bunch of content and we didn't think it was good enough so we scrapped it all and we went and restart rewrote it twice uh yeah pretty much twice so um <laughs> you know that, that's just a we're, we're thinking of these as very much long-term things not you know let's get build a five-figure site and then flip it which absolutely can work but we're more interested in the kind of the 10-year the 20-year kind of plan here yeah yeah we want to we want to build a media company that we can hold on to yeah. until we decide to retire one day if we ever do yeah so from that perspective as we'd started discovering the added complexity of starting such sites, we decided, hey, this is not really a good idea if we start five of these. Otherwise, it's going to suck up all of our time. And as you said, Authority Hacker was the, 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 the main focus in 2017. So yeah, pretty happy with how it's going so that far. Sounds really well, um, yeah. It's like, it reminds me a lot of like back in the early days, you know, when you're going from, uh, when the site had its first like 100 day traffic or when it made its first you know affiliate commission that was like that felt like more of a big win than you know making i don't know four or five figures in product sales the same day in uh authority hacker yeah it's just it's been a lot of fun i think and uh it's, it's quite motivating to see a new site do so well I think it's important for us to do it as well, just so that we are still in the shoes of the people that start their new authority sites and, and that we don't get out of touch with the market because a lot of people, you know, teaching this stuff, yep. they've done it five years ago or 10 years ago or whatever. It's like, they're just not in touch with how it works for someone that's just starting. And, and, and it's something I want to keep doing regularly, uh, just even to keep what we do current with Authority Hacker. I think it's mm-hmm. important. But anyway, that site is doing really well. I'm pretty happy. I mean, we broke the record traffic like two days ago. It happens all the time now. Feels basically like the price of Bitcoin at this point. <laughs> it's pretty good, and I'm very excited for that site. It's it's probably like the most structured site we've built. We definitely feel the experience ticking as well, like in terms of you know site structure and organization and so on. Like that site is a breeze to walk on, whereas House Ambition is an absolute nightmare because it's all over the place. And that's also why we're doing it, so we can, you know, get back to something a lot more organized. Basically, don't give up; it gets better. Okay, let's talk about the task case to decide as well. We're not going to give the domain; we only give it to task members. A task is the authority side system. That side is is funny because I built it in like ten days with minimal budget. Really, was uh, the goal was to show a minimum viable website. But like we never ended up doing the link building for us. It was just for people to like see me build it. Except that even without the link building, even without really editing the content, that site is, holds a ton of number one positions in its market for commercial keywords, people looking to buy stuff. And literally, it's a waste not to grow it. So, I mean, I believe we're going to be growing it if we have time next year. It's something I definitely want to do. And possibly... 
make it a, a public case study once the site is a little bit harder to catch up on, possibly rebrand it as well and, and do all of that. But that site is doing really well and it makes me happy because it's like a nice proof of concept for the authority site system, actually. It's like literally you see us build that site and today it's making us money. So it's, it's, it makes it very practical and very motivating for people to be like, well, if I just do that, I'll, I'll for sure make some money. So yeah, if we have the bandwidth, then hopefully next year we can, we can push it. But the niche was well chosen, the queues were well chosen, and well, it paid off. Yep. So yeah, I think we already kind of mentioned it in this podcast so far, but I think a big focus for next year is going to be like upping our game not build sites that can easily be copied in two hours, build real branding, build tech that is future-proof as well. So like not necessarily jump on the latest WSO plugin that came out that's going to stop being supported in six months and cause a whole lot, a lot of problem on your site in like two or three years. And that is a lesson we've definitely learned on Health Ambition, which is an absolute mess. And that's the reason why we are starting on a brand new WordPress install to just clean things up and keep it as bare bones as possible to to make it more future-proof, essentially. Same with people, to be honest. Like We're trying to up our game with people much harder on interviews and on people we get in than we used to be. And I think that's a good thing. But overall, the goal is building barriers to entries, like hiring people that are not easy to hire, building sites that are not easy to reproduce, building processes that you know make us more efficient than someone that just started last month, etc. And that's just our where we were at as publishers, as online publishers. You don't have to start that way. But when you scale, if you want to last in time, like we want to still be here in a long time. And if you want that, then you need to make it harder for people to do exactly what you do. And it's something that we might, you know, we might share some parts of it in like, I will probably share some parts of it only in the Platinum webinars in H-Pro, that kind of stuff. But that's probably going to be the focus for us next year. Anything you want to say about general business? Yeah, well? a lot. So I think we're we're at that stage in the last six months, we're starting to feel the like the growing pains. So that's when the company starts getting to the point where one or in our case, two people can't really have their hands and like monitor everything and keep an eye on absolutely everything. Like it's cause just because there's so much stuff, so much activity, so many sites, so many different things going on. It's hard to uh, to sort of like keep an overview of it. So, a lot of the systems and processes and you know anything that's that, that's not particularly efficient or well thought out, if that's in place and you know we're growing, we're growing that inefficiency at the same time. You know, the most simple example, something we've been working on the last couple of weeks is we have like different G Suite, which is like the Google oh, email God. service installations for Authority Hacker health ambition and then like one was the company wide one and it's just like an absolute nightmare sharing documents and calendars and all sorts of stuff like that not to mention we're paying over the odds for for what we should we're not using our how much do we pay for them not much I mean, still like you know it's still okay. like five bucks a user but but it's an unnecessary cost either way but it's it's more around just like the inefficiencies and the inability of people to communicate and to share things and to find documents or images or logo files i think we went for like a year and a half with no authority hacker logo file that we could use so uh yeah you know, we had an authority hacker logo file like the png had a transparent background except like inside the a and inside the o it wasn't transparent <laughs> 
<laughs> so when you put it on like a blue background, for example, you get like the white background inside the O or inside the A's, etc. It's just, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, this happens to any business that grows. If you've been through the process before, you'll you'll understand it. And it's just a case of managing your growth and like making sure you fix all these things, these small problems when they're still small before they kind of grow up and become huge problems. And, you know, you, you end up with big inefficiencies. So spending a lot of time on that. Another good example which of fixing something like this, which was actually, I consider, a massive win this year, was at, at the end of last year, we switched our accounting and bookkeeping services over from just some local person in the UK over to this company called BeanNinjas.com, who specialize in doing bookkeeping and accounting for online businesses. And they like really understand how authority sites work. They you know know what PayPal is, and they understand Amazon payments and all this kind of stuff. And they've built processes that enable us to basically they're able to get all of our data. They have user accounts for everything, and they can can see it, and they can just do our accounting and everything automatically. And we're using cloud based accounting. We use software called Zero now, which again really really useful. Last year. So every quarter, I would spend at least two full days, you know, downloading all the the spreadsheets and collecting all the information and just like going through hell, basically, to get all our documents in order, sending it to our accountant. And then once a quarter, she would update it and we would have a view of the company at that point. And then two weeks later, it was out of date. Now we have like weekly updates, can see everything because we're using the software, you can kind of like slice and dice it. And it's good for like really good for seeing things like refund rates and, you know, how your costs are increasing as you grow and like where your revenue is coming from. It's just really, really, really cool. And it also saves a bunch of time. So that's a good example of a sort of growing pain, which we have definitely avoided and, and sort of overcome. And that kind of leads me to the next point, which is like reporting. I think it's fair to say that for the most part, up until this point, we've been making a profit. We've been growing, which is great. But really understanding our numbers is not our strong point. I mean, the fact that it took until preparing for this podcast to realize we had a 45% year and year growth for health ambition traffic was probably not it. a good thing. <laughs> so I've... <laughs> well, there you go. General like reporting and, and understanding of the numbers and having that like pulse of the business in different areas, especially if we're not particularly focused on one area at a point in time, is something we need to get better at. And uh, I've already started making some reports and looking into some ways to actually automate some of this data collection for them. We definitely need to uh, to do more of this. And similarly, I mentioned a little bit earlier about SOPs. So our business is getting like very complex. I mean, not in the sense that any anything in particular is like rocket science or brain surgery level difficulty. It's just there's a lot of moving parts and it's getting more and more difficult to remember like how to do everything or like which order to do it or just even remembering to do certain things. So I've started yeah. uh, playing around with making some SOPs, did it for the uh, podcast publishing process. Still, you know, it's a learning process for us. We need to to iterate and get it down a bit more. But I think this is going to help us to kind of get our get everything that's in our heads down on paper, and actually not only have other people assist us with with some of those those tasks, but look at them in a more objective way when they're down on paper, or 
you know, in a Google Doc and look for ways to optimize that and increase the efficiency of, uh, of a lot of the, the things we're doing. And this is why for the last four or five weeks when we're doing podcasts that they have actually come out on Mondays at you know, the correct times, as opposed to the rest of the year when it was you know, 50% of the time on a Monday, 30% on the Tuesday, and 20% on Wednesday or Thursday. Never. Yeah. <laughs> 20% yeah. never. So that's, that's definitely something you're thinking a lot about. Yeah. Anything else you got? No, just like juggling. I mean, mostly it's like juggling with projects. Like as you grow, you're just like involved in more things. Uh, I'm involved with like a ton of people now. Like, you know, our Slack used to be like four people. Now, like I have like a lot of people I'm talking to. And it's kind of like an issue I found back when we had the agency that needs to be worked on. It's kind of like being able to get back in a timely manner to everyone while at the same time progressing on what's important and kind of selecting what you're going to do with your time. And I think one tool that's helping a lot right now is actually Asana. So we're like putting everything in Asana that we do. Everyone is in there. And uh, like every time you ask me something, I'm like, oh, can you just put a task? Can you put a task, et cetera? Then when I get to my computer, I don't have all this stuff in my head. I'm using this kind of like get things done process where I just put like everything I have to do in that these my tasks in Asana. I don't even bother about projects until it's important. And then like when I get to a computer, I just like open Asana, pick a task, do it, et cetera. And that's been helping a lot. So like, yeah, the juggling is definitely more uh, difficult. And when you're working with that many people, like the designers and so on, they can't really progress until you give them feedback. And so it's basically transitioning also from just doing to managing, which is definitely challenging. So like I built Atari Hacker with my hands at the beginning. I don't think I'll do that on the next version. And it's something that you 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 need to be willing to let go as well and not like if you keep doing the same stuff, you'll get the same results essentially. So, yeah. Just All actually, right, cool. the, so, the last thing that... to say is this is actually the last podcast for uh, 2017. So as is going no. out uh, on the 11th of December, yeah, this will be the last one. So we will be back. We're taking a break over the holidays. We learned for a lesson from last year. We're not going to try and do too much work over the vacation break. Oh, yeah. There's no test <laughs> lounge on January. So uh, there's no surprise lounge. Unless you decide to tonight, <laughs> but otherwise, no. So uh, we'll be back, though, in the new year with fresh content and some more interesting things to discuss. So. Yeah, I think I want to try to launch some videos for the first week of January. Once again, not to sell anything, just pure value to get going with the YouTube stuff I mentioned for Tori Hacker. So try to look out for that. I just want to give like tips and tricks for people who are making resolutions for the new year and making sure that people are getting started properly. So we are going to be releasing probably some cool content there. Yeah, we'll see you there. So thanks for listening this year. If you enjoyed the podcast and you haven't reviewed us on iTunes yet, we really want to be number one podcast in <laughs> Hungary. So if you can review us and subscribe, that would be amazing. And you can find all the show notes for this podcast on otterihacker.com slash 2017 review altogether. Thanks for listening. Have a good Christmas. Have a good new year. Take a break and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.